I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Welcome to another week, another episode, very, very fun episode today here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm your host. I'm your guide. I'm your mentor and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today we're taking a short little mini break from the Applicable Astrology mini series. And we are jumping back into a different, older mini series which is it a series? I don't really know if I call it that or not. Collection of episodes called The Fundamentals of Magic. And I'm really, really excited to start bringing these episodes back. Um, I think that the fundamentals and building blocks of witchcraft, astrology, spell work, manifestation are so, so incredibly important. And I I really do feel like we kind of like, you know, especially when we become seasoned witches and astrologers, if you will, we kind of learn these fundamentals one time and really do forget to go back. And so this episode, all fundamentals of magic episodes are for everybody of all experience levels, ages, backgrounds, anything. Um, I really try and keep it as basic open-ended and just informative as possible so that you can take the information and use it in your practice and life in the way that best fits and suits you. So today, cue the scary music. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Eclipse energy. Can you feel the buzz in the air? The buzz of the bees? Just kidding. Um, Can you feel though? Can you feel that buzz? I feel like static electricity. That's what we were talking about on the uh, pre-show tarot reading today. There's quite a high vibration. It's a, it's a, well, it's a very intense vibration in general with eclipse energy. However, we are really going to reference one of our good, good friends, Jupiter in this episode so that I can hopefully kind of paint a picture for you of what eclipse energy is. Um, and my best description on how it kind of operates or lack thereof. (laughs) You'll see. Okay. So right off of the bat, there are a couple resources that I have added to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash resources under the eclipse and astrological section. And keep in mind, this resources page is a brand new um, page that I started on my website. And it's probably going to morph and change a lot, a lot over time and how it looks and functions. But for now, um, there are a few really, really helpful resources on there. You can head over there right now and find a couple of great resources connected to this episode. One is a really fascinating, just very interesting video on YouTube from Nat Geo. Uh, If anybody would like a visual representation of what a solar eclipse what a lunar eclipse looks like, um, why they look that way, like what p- angle and position the sun and the moon are at. Um, and well, and the earth obviously plays a pretty big role there. <laughs> and um, 
as well as the difference between a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. And again, what that looks like in outer space. The other resource is a great little article that I thought best encompassed good, solid, basic eclipse information. Um, There are loads and loads of articles on the internet about eclipses from a very, very astronomical scientific standpoint, all the way to a very metaphysical, witchy, spiritual, astrological uh, standpoint. So feel free to do your own exploring. I wanted to give you a couple of good basic places to jump off at because I myself am quite, quite visual. I need, in order to understand a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse, for example, I need to know what the fuck that looks like. (laughs) I really do. So go check it out. It's really fascinating. So first and, and foremost, what is a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse? Well, a lunar eclipse will always, oh, and by the way, there's partial and full a partial eclipse and a full or total eclipse. Okay. Um, and that the video, oh my God, it's so nice to be able to see. Oh, that's why it's partial. That's why it's, it's total. That's why it looks this way in certain locations on the earth, depending on what eclipse it is and stuff and why, you know, some of us on a different part of earth can't see it at all or notice difference at all. It's really, really interesting, but we're going to focus on the metaphysical. What's the difference between lunar eclipse, solar eclipse? Solar eclipse takes place during a new moon and a lunar eclipse takes place during a full moon. So this eclipse coming up is a partial, should I turn to the right page? There we go. This is a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus today, Friday, November 19th, 1.57 a.m. this morning, bearing in mind our right three-day orb rule, so one day prior and one full day after the exact aspect. So eclipse energy still very, very ripe for the picking. Now, in my honeycomb, personal It's been a while since I've shown you, but I have shown you many, many times. This is a personal astrological almanac from Honeycomb Collective. Oops, sorry. And not only does it show my own natal chart transits, collective transits as well. And one of my favorite pages in it is this. Can you see the camera YouTube. This is the lunations page. Don't worry. I'll describe it for you if you're not watching YouTube. These are all of the lunations or lunar transits uh, taking place from August 2021 to July 2022, just based on when I purchased my planner. Okay. So the cool part about this is I can just go, oh, cool. Where are we at? It's November 19th. And it says on here, 
partial lunar eclipse. And the really cool thing is, is obviously it says the sign that it's in, um, the sign that the moon's in, the sign that the sun is in, the degree that this takes place at exactly. And then it also, I'll show you on YouTube, there we go, shows you the transits that that eclipse will be making to the general collective as well as to your specific natal chart. I cannot recommend this thing enough here. Uh, Almanac, link. Perfect. We have a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. Because this is taking, because it's a lunar eclipse, that means that this is happening during a full moon. And we really just easy rule of thumb. I like keeping it easy. You can think of how to work with and and view and harness the energy of a particular eclipse based on what type of moon that it's taking place on. So for example, this is a lunar eclipse, which means it would be, you know, a full moon if it wasn't an eclipse, which means we're very, very uh, pulled to release, right? Letting things go, things coming to a head and finally releasing. Great, great time for manifesting on full moons and really claiming and stepping into your power. I personally love lunar eclipse for this uh, kind of that, that latter description, that energy. I think that because the energy is so high, um, well, again, intense. I think that because the energy and vibration is so intense that if you really allow yourself to tap into and feel it, it's a very, very empowering vibration. And eclipses are portals, quite honestly. And so when we do open ourselves up to them, it's almost an even easier way to plug into the network, so to speak, and really just tap into and feel your power, that connection to the universe, that collective connection we all share with one another. I find that this is a wonderful time for divination. It's going to be, if you were listening to our tarot reading before, before the episode today, you saw that, you know, an eclipse reading might hit pretty hard. Think of this energy as very lightning bolty. And this, my friends, brings in our first reference of our pal, Jupiter. So Jupiter in Greek mythology is Zeus, right? God of gods. What do we know about Zeus? Even if you know nothing about Greek mythology, you probably know that he throws lightning bolts. I would be willing to bet you knew at least that. Um, And so this is very reminiscent of what eclipse energy looks like. There is an overall intention for growth and greater good, okay? I will remind you of this until I'm blue in the face and I'll never get tired of it. The universe does not seek or want us to be destroyed. We are part of it. The universe doesn't want to collapse in on itself. That's why all beings 
of the universe have some sort of driving life force in astrology. This is represented by the sun, right? But all beings have this driving life force to keep going, to get to the next day. And so that's one of my biggest arguments why I don't believe there is any such thing as a bad transit, for example, or that an eclipse for a more specific example is a bad eclipse that has this like nature about it that's ready to come in and destroy our lives. Here's why that's fucking bullshit and why I really need us. Seriously, I'm serious. I need you to listen to me right now. We're getting very, very mouthy on this episode. Well, blunt, because it's, we're like at the end of Scorpio sun season and we have Mercury and Mars and Scorpio. We're getting real as shit. Listen, I really need you to stop thinking that there are good and bad aspects and good and bad transits. Some will feel smoother. Some will feel harder. Some will feel faster and some will feel slower. Okay? That that like categorization, that label of good and bad, I get ready, turn up the volume, please listen to this. This is an important PSA. Folks, that is a human judgment. Humans are one piece. We are one small, quite honestly, fraction of the universe. We are one of fucking infinite beings in this universe. Why we think that the entire universe operates the way that we do, I will never, ever, ever understand. Does anything in the universe operate truly singularly universal? No, there is a natural innate complexity to everything. There's a natural complex duality to everything, right? It's not just polarity. Polarity exists and that therefore means the duality exists. It's not about one is right and one is and one is good, one is bad. It's not about that. This is, and this is why I have to get very harsh about this with eclipses, because holy moly, there is so much fear-mongering around eclipses. Look, right off the bat, people, magical, beautiful, amazing people, <coughs> you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <coughs> if you don't want to practice, if you don't want to practice magic on any given day for any given reason, don't, don't. That's fine. That will, I will always, always be an advocate for, hey, if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it. That's totally fine. I'm talking about the people that feel called I feel really called to my deck today. I feel really, really called to um, performing a a ritual or spell today. And then gets met with, you're fucking crazy. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Mm -mm, I wouldn't do that. Uh -mm, I don't mess around with eclipses. I mean, you do you. You could try. You could try. But don't come crying to me when it backfires, blah, blah, blah. And you know what the biggest, biggest reason for all this fear mongering is? the chaotic energy of an eclipse. I hate to break this to you. I don't really, I'm being sarcastic. I would love to break this to you. All energy is chaotic energy, okay? I am not personally a chaos witch. I've met several of them. I've done, I've, I've dabbled in my own research that I understand enough 
about it, people. That's why I love, (laughs) I love listening to and learning from chaos witches and chaos practitioners during eclipse season because they just sit back and laugh at everybody. They're like, I like how just all of a sudden people are aware of chaos. (laughs) It's like happening around us all the time. And I think that that's where the fear mongering comes from is because Most of us can't wrap our head around that. Most of us can't accept that, that there's chaos happening around us at all times. That in so many ways, we're constantly out of control, like just fucking winging it at every second and everything's happening around us. That that concept is heavy and huge and immense for so, so many people. And that's okay. You don't have to practice chaos magic. You don't even have to study chaos theory. I just want you to know that it's not like that is not how things are and that when eclipse season comes, all of a sudden we're in chaos and then it magically goes away when the eclipse goes away. That's not it. I believe, and from all of my studies and what I've learned and been advised by other practitioners of chaos, magic, and and craft, is uh, this is a portal that makes it a lot, a lot easier to tap into this chaotic energy. I've actually read that it's a really, really wonderful time for manifestation. Here's the deal. That energy is just more amplified because the portal is open. Think of it as, okay, there's like a leak and there's like a piece of tape over it but it's still kind of spurting out when you take the tape off, like there's a, you know, this steady stream. That's when the, when the portal is, is open during an eclipse, it's just a stronger flow of energy. You're able to tap into it. Um, but it's always there, folks. <laughs> the energy is chaotic. That's what it is. That's what it is. We are representations of chaos. Humans. If you want to deny that existence, I mean, by all means, like meaning that energy and chaos is around us all at all times, that, that's fine. But in my opinion, we are perfect examples of chaotic energy because look at our free will. We're all born with free will. We're all born with the ability to just throw a fucking wrench in the system, right? That's, that's chaos. That, again really try and remove that human emotional judgment and label of good and bad. Chaos is good and bad. Chaos is, let's do it. Let's look up the literal definition of the word chaos. Not chaos magic, just the word chaos. Okay. Okay, complete disorder and confusion. Oh my God, that one sounds rough. In physics, this is more of what I was talking about. Behavior so unpredictable as to appear random, owing to great sensitivity to small changes in conditions. It's also the formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe. Now that is getting into some chaos magic and chaos theory, which really is absolutely fascinating, by the way. Fun rabbit hole to go down if you want. If that's what you want to tap into this portal for, dope, do it. Just go down a research rabbit hole about chaos theory and chaos magic. Okay, right off of the bat, complete disorder and confusion. Now... 
I think that we, especially depending on maybe some of our personal placements that we might have, some of us might hear the words disorder and confusion and go, well, Danny, I thought that you said it wasn't a bad thing. And that sounds pretty fucking bad to me. And actually, I challenge you to open up that perspective because there, believe it or not, there are a lot of people that hear that and they're like, yeah, that's called things that are out of our control, things beyond our control. And those things do confuse us. Why? Because we don't understand them. We don't know them. If something was acting in order, we would understand it and therefore we wouldn't be confused. So obviously when something is acting out of order or maybe out of what we expect it to, keep that word in mind for a second, um, it, therefore we don't know it and it becomes a thing of the unknown and therefore we fear it, right? We fear the confused feeling that we're experiencing. I bring up the word expectations for a reason because I really think that this is who has the hardest time with eclipses is those of us that struggle with toxic expectations. Communicating your expectations, like in a, in a relationship, in a mutual relationship, for example, wonderful, healthy thing to do. Constantly casting expectations just everywhere you go with everything, really needing to know how something happens really painting a specific picture and needing that picture to be met in your mind. Otherwise, you find yourself in chaos, disorder, and confusion. This is where eclipse season is going to rock your boat. So I would much, much more challenge you to this perspective on this Fundamentals of Magic episode. Is it really eclipses themselves that are the big, bad, scary thing Or does your relationship with feelings while being out of control and and, and external forces and the unexpected and the unpredictable, is this more of a big mirror for your discomfort that you feel when you experience things of that nature? Because it's part of our nature. Order and disorder. That's a polarity and therefore a duality. Super important, super, super important. So that's kind of my big overview about like, don't be afraid, um, but still don't like do anything you don't want to do. Again, there really are going to be days in magic, eclipse aside or not, whether that has anything to do with it. There will come times where you're like, man, I really was going to do this today. And something about waiting is definitely what I need to do. I don't know what it is, but I need to wait. Always follow your intuition, obviously. Um, I just mean that if you're feeling really, really called and pulled to, to doing spell work or manifestation during the eclipse, just don't let yourself get totally and completely bogged down by everybody else's fear. Maybe you don't get scared of the unknown. Maybe you thrive a little bit in, in unpredictability. Maybe you feel a lot of comfort in areas like that where a lot of other people feel discomfort. This is where a lot of chaos witches come in, by the way. It, there are, we're all born, some of us, again, some of us have natural tendencies towards, I like things in its place and order and predictability. And some of us long for and lean towards, towards the very, very opposite. Again, neither is right or wrong. So I'm going to be doing 
I'm going to be doing some releasing on this eclipse. For me personally, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, This has been, uh, for me personally, the intentions that I'm working with, because this is happening in the sign of Taurus, I'm really embracing... I'm really embracing the physical, material, honestly, financial aspect of this. And that's been a big, big, big theme in my journey in the last uh, about five years. And since the Taurus new moon this year, um, earlier this year, there has been quite a building. I remember it I remember becoming aware of it on the Taurus new moon. And that was when I created my uh, Taurus little like full moon eclipse release bag. It was a cute little uh, video I did on Instagram with everybody a while ago showing how you could make these little herbal release bags. That was when I made mine was on the Taurus the Taurus new moon earlier this year. I knew that something was building And, uh, you know, we have been fine. We have been, there we go, manifesting some serious, big financial goals and, and moves for our family in the next few years. And we've been doing this very diligently for a while. And, and something about that Taurus new moon, I really knew, you know, from this Taurus new moon by the Taurus full moon, the partial lunar eclipse. I know that it will be time to release this. And I just shoved everything into that bag. I wanted it to feel that really kind of suffocated building feeling. And that's what I want to share with you today is whatever that might be for you, that thing that's been a long time coming. Since we're in Scorpio sun and Taurus moon, we're in very, very fixed energy here. There's a longevity here. There's a, there's a theme of longness here, if you will. That thing, that goal, that desire, something that it could be that thing that's holding you back, the thing that it's time to let go of. It's been happening for a long, long, long time, and you can really feel it coming to a head. An eclipse, a lunar eclipse is a wonderful time for a really big, big, big release, okay? So I am also going to participate in some sex magic because, again, we are in Scorpio sun season. Scorpio is very sexual, very, very sensual sign. And then Taurus also very, very sexual, very, very sensual sign, especially since it's Venus ruled. And so I also really advise you to lean into the release that way too. Anytime you hear release, I want you to always remember, hmm, maybe I should orgasm. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Um, I like to do that as like a seal for my spell, whether it's like um, self-sex magic with, through masturbation or sex with my partner. I, um, I like to do whatever my main ritual 
is ahead of time and use the sexual act and use the actual orgasm as sort of that sealing of release. Like it, you release and then you seal the spell, you seal the ritual that way. That's how I've always been really called, um, kind of the order of things to do them in. But in general, now is a big, big time to really face some of these big concepts that Taurus uh, confronts us with, especially with Uranus being in Taurus, being retrograde in Taurus. Um, we have really been under a lot, a lot of evaluation when it comes to our collective sustainability, our collective materialism, our collective, honestly, in a lot of ways, selfishness, unwillingness to share Oh, there's a lot of that, right? Taurus is, I have to survive. I have to survive. I have to survive. And Taurus has to remember to really lean into that, that Venus, that Venetian ruling, that empathetic ruling that it can kind of detach from a little bit sometimes. This is a time to really start reflecting on your personal spending habits, especially emotionally triggered ones. Oh my God. Have you ever heard toxic treat yourself? That's, that's unevolved Taurus stuff. Okay. In general. So this is a really, really, really great time to release that. Are you, are you justifying constantly spending for like, this happens a lot for self-care, right? But it's self-love, but it's self-love, but it's self-love. When does it become self-sabotage? When do you accept that it's finally self-sabotage? Because you say that it's self-love, but if you're spending yourself dry, baby, that's not self-love. I promise you, you don't need that. This, this moon, this eclipse, really, really big time, especially because it's a, it's a partial lunar eclipse. We're getting some illumination here from the sun. This is a time to really be honest with yourself. Okay. I mean, really be honest with yourself. Where are the roots of this coming from? Where do the roots of, of this overspending come from? Because at some point, what what started or is at least intended to be self-care, babe, is, is wasteful. And you really got to face that truth, this eclipse, okay? Um, the North Node is going to move into, into Taurus soon. So as a collective, we are going to be very, very pulled to this energy. I would start, I would start reflecting on and examining this now. I would start really examining in general the way you seek out and consume resources. I would, I would do some research on what's going on for other people right now in your country and other countries and other communities in general. What kind of access do people have to different basic human resources right now? How are you contributing to the progress of our world and collective? And how are you contributing to our own destruction and our own damage as a collective? 
really don't be afraid to face these things. I think that this is why eclipses feel scary because we know that they bring so much change with them and we're really afraid of change. And you know who's the most afraid of change? Fixed signs. <laughs> and so Taurus, yeah, we're, yeah, with the sun in Scorpio, this is scary. I don't want change. I don't want to. It feels that way. It feels very toddler, not in a mean way, but just in a in a very developmental way. It feels like a lot of us are like, but I don't want to change. I don't want to have to let go of doing things the way I was used to doing them. I don't want to have to stop doing that. I don't want to have to recycle that. I don't want to have to find a way to use reusables. I don't want to find a way to upcycle. I want to keep using the same plastic bottle that I get to just throw away after every single use, right? Single use plastic and stuff. Sounded weird when I, it sounded like reusable plastic. I meant it to be a single use plastic example. We really get this, right? Because so many humans really, let's be honest, are like, oh my God, let's save the environment. Like, let's do our part. And then the moment you're like, cool, well, these are some of the things that you need to do. And they're like, well, ew, hard. I don't like that. I like doing it this way. That is super unevolved Taurus, super unevolved Scorpio energy. Ugh, that, ew, I don't even want to try. Well, then be ready to be the curator of your own self-destruction. I'm serious. That's what it is. And that's what eclipses do. When we're sitting there with our arms crossed, Taurus, digging our heels in, being stubborn, the eclipse, Jupiter, that lightning bolt comes in and goes, hey, 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 you know how you keep just like refusing to budge and move? <laughs> It's time to fucking move. And the lightning bolt strikes. That's why I said at the very beginning of all this, the people that are unwilling to budge and unwilling to really face and embrace unpredictability and chaos and all that, that's why they they have the hardest time during eclipse season. And in my opinion, that's where and who the fear-mongering comes from, is the people that just personally have a hard experience with it because of their own personal lessons and truths that they're working through, honestly. But this is really potent, really powerful, really transformative energy. It's the purpose. It's to bring change. And what is change but transformation? So if you're excited and fascinated by and really drawn to eclipse energy or some of these terms that I've been talking about, like chaos energy, chaos magic and stuff, lean into this. Follow that little white rabbit. I'm serious. Follow that calling and lean into it. There's something waiting for you. That's why it's calling you. And I'm really, really excited for you to tap into this. I want this episode to make you feel really confident and like, oh, I don't have anything to be afraid of. Duh. <laughs> and to just get out there and practice some good old-fashioned witchcraft. But seriously, okay? Do it. Go masturbate. I'll, maybe I'll just tell you that on every show. I'll just remind you, hey, today, drink some water. Make sure you have a couple snacks throughout the day. You should probably get a quick orgasm. In. Love you. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me, for loving the show, for connecting with me, for finding the value in what I'm putting out there because it does mean so much to me. And uh, to those of you that it's helping, I'm just so, so happy. So, so happy to hear that. So happy eclipse, happy partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. You got this. Don't worry. Eclipses aren't scary. Um, 
if you're looking for like specific correspondences, like what kind of crystals should I use, Danny? What kind of plants should I work with? What kind of herbs and essential oils and stuff? Um, you're gonna wanna look to Taurusy vibes for that. Okay. Um, that's a good place for inspiration. Any of those things that correspond to Taurus, you can very much bring uh, Scorpio energy into that as well and bring in crystals or tools of other kinds that are representative of and for Scorpio. In general, though, I really want you to follow your intuition, your magic. If you are going to perform and manifest tonight on an eclipse night, I want you to, I'm going to leave you with this tip. Your magic might not look and feel the same as it usually does. That's the unpredictability. I promise as long as you feel like you're always following your intuition and you just keep following your intuition throughout the entire ceremony or ritual or spell, whatever it is you're doing, you're on the right track, okay? Even if it looks different, remember, we said it a million times in this episode, that doesn't mean we just label it a good or a bad thing, okay? Just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. So just remember the basics. Ground yourself, cleanse your energy, put a protective energetic orb around you, do your magic, and then ground and cleanse and protect again, okay? You got it. Don't you worry. Such a powerful little witch, aren't you? Okay, I love you. This is amazing as always. Y'all are the best. And I am sending you the best Eclipse vibes possible for you. I hope that you get everything that you need, okay, to evolve to your highest self. All right, everybody, you got this. Let's go into this weekend. Take it by the horns, (laughs) the Taurus bull horns. We got it. All right, you stay magical out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week. 